What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, everybody? We've got a great episode for you today. We have Andrea, who's in the financial world by day and Spartan race competitor by night. This was such a cool podcast. She found a sport that she loved, that she enjoys, and that pushes her, makes her dig deep, go to the dark place, deep in that well to really push through and compete at a high level. Like I said, this one is full of good nuggets. It's honestly a really, really cool story. It's awesome to have somebody in the local Charleston area who competes at this level with these Spartan races. If you don't know what a Spartan race is, you'll understand for sure by the end of the podcast, even ways to kind of train for one yourself and just the benefits of of pushing yourself out of that comfort zone and really seeing how deep that well goes. What's up, everybody? We have Andrea with us, and I think we're going to talk about a lot of fun things. Spartan Races is one of them. We have a lot of really cool mutual connections. So first, I feel like I want to know how does, well, I usually start this thing, Go backwards to how you even started in health and fitness and like get, you know what I mean? How does one go from Spartan races seem really, really hard. There has to be some sort of ladder to work your way up, work your way up to that, right? You're yeah. Sports so, minded or something, right? Right. Yeah. I've always had, um, I've always been an athlete. Uh, growing up, I played competition or, you know, club soccer, traveling soccer. Um, that was a huge part of my life. So after I got out of, I did play in college. Um, after I got out of college, I became a mom, and I kind of lost sight a little bit of the whole fitness realm. Um, Took a break, so right? Just a little it, yeah, just sabbatical. A little, little, little <laughs> sabbatical. Um, but uh, when I jumped back in, I jumped back in and I was doing beach body um, because it was easy. I could do those workouts from my home, uh, and it was great with the kids. Just easy to balance everything out. Um, and as I got into beach body, um, a friend had asked me to do a Spartan race and I didn't even know really what they were or what it entailed, but I'm kind of always up for a new fitness challenge. So I said I would do one. And ever since that, it was just history from there. Um, I loved it. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows, you know, needs a little rundown on what a Spartan race is. Oh, no, please. Is, That's what I was going to ask, right? Like, I'm still not quite sure. You know, maybe even just describe how that first one was, like what you signed up for and, like, maybe even just had you trained for that first one and then, yeah, yeah. just that whole experience. Yeah, so um, a Spartan race, so it's a mix of a trail race with American Ninja Warrior style obstacles. People know um, what that is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so anyhow, it's, you know, it's a mix of those two things. So you got to have your upper body strength 
as well as your endurance and you have to be a good runner. Um, so to pair those two things, it's, it's challenging, um, right? Because you usually find somebody who's really good at one or the other, um, but to mesh both of them together can be tough. So uh, with my soccer background, I've always been a good runner. So that's mm -hmm. my strong point. I have not been so good with the upper body and the strength stuff. So that took a lot of work and time sure. to train for that. Um, I did work with a trainer one day a week uh, who prepared me very well. Um, and then I also started doing some CrossFit workouts uh, as well to work that into my training program. Um, I do some garage training. I have a little setup in my garage. Nice. So I kind of dabble into a lot of different things. Um, to help prepare, but it all seems to work and come together. Nice. Um, that first race was, I didn't know what to expect going into it. How um, long was the first race? It was the, the short version. It was a 5K. Okay. Um, I, hey, that might, might be short for a lot of people, but yeah. <laughs> it was, um, but it was in Asheville, so it was in the mountains, so that was tough. A lot of elevation. Uh, yes. Yeah. We don't have a lot of elevation here in Charleston to train on, True. so uh, <laughs> that made it a little challenging, but um, it was great. It was very fun, very muddy, um, a lot of, you know, obviously mountains, but uh, I came out and I just, I felt such a adrenaline high <laughs> that I just wanted to do it again and again. Mm -hmm. And I ended up placing really well in my first race. I placed eighth out of over a thousand people. Um, so I just thought if I could do that in one race, and if I keep going and keep working hard, what else could I do? That's awesome. So, so you had been training a little bit of CrossFit and a little bit one-on-one -on -one with the trainer prior to even the first race? Correct. Okay, so yes. you, you did some legitimate training for those specific events. Exactly. What were some of the events that you remember from, or do you remember a lot of those events from the first race? Um, yes, so the rope climb, um, mm -hmm. learning how to climb a rope, it's all about technique. Yes um, it is, oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. monkey bars, um, the rings that everyone probably sees. Mm -hmm. um, That's kind of swinging from one ring to the other, get from one side to the other. Like yes. monkey bars, but they're rings basically, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and they like to throw in uh, with those rings. Sometimes they like to throw in some some knotted ropes. So using different type of uh, grips to train and becoming comfortable mm -hmm. with you know changing your grip on different things. Um, How do you train for that? I mean, it's just like a lot of pull-ups. Is it like um, I trained way back in the day because I've done a few of these races, not to your degree, but um, some like we'll call them obstacle races when they uh -huh. were like so hot right now you know whenever yes. I was doing them it's, they still are but uh, I would grab like towels and I'd wrap them around a pull-up bar and I would do pull-ups with exactly. a towel or I'd just grab one towel and I would just do pull-ups just with the you know kind of one towel which yes. was like very yeah. taxing on your grip and different than a pull-up bar obviously exactly no and that's exactly um, one of the things that I did incorporate into my training was using towels and then um, I would put towels, too, around some real heavy plates and just carry them up and down the street. Oh, I like that. My neighbors think I'm a little nuts, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we had uh, Nate, who's one of our PTs, mm -hmm. does strongman stuff, and uh, we stored a lot of it in the garage, and he's starting training for another another one of his events, and it's this big yoke, which is basically just this steel frame, and you put it on sure. your shoulders, you pick it up, and you walk with it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. You've seen that? Yeah, oh, so yeah. we're walking around our my neighborhood with that. With that. Yeah. And, and people are like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'd see me later and be like, 
what were you guys doing? And she's like, <laughs> we were training. And of course, we're videoing it because it's really good content for us. And Absolutely. so, like, I'm behind him. He's like, is that your trainer? You know what I mean? I'm for like, sure. it's, it's so fun. That's so, so awesome. Yeah. But yeah, no, you, that's exactly it. Just testing your grip. Um, another thing I like to do is either put the towels on the pull-up bar and then you do like you change up your grip right so you're hanging onto the towels and then you go to the bar mm -hmm. and then you keep going back and forth between the two um that seems yeah. to that's where i'm the most uh, scared is the transitions from one is. to the other right like i can hold on for a long time yes. but make me like <laughs> let go and have to get to the next one yeah you know and then do it efficiently are there any places like I've taken my kids to like Velocity Sports over in North Charleston, right? And they have some of that stuff. Are there any places you can train some of the quotations Ninja Warrior <laughs> stuff like around here? Yeah, it's hard because there really aren't. I've looked for gyms and there are no gyms that offer those kind of obstacles for mm -hmm. training. So it's either you kind of do a little makeshift uh, obstacle in your garage. Um, the trainer I was working with, his friend, a very good friend of his, um, he runs and owns a business where he designs functional fitness workout equipment. And so he does design a lot of American Ninja Warrior type obstacles. Here in Charleston? Here in Charleston. Oh, really? That's um, yeah, it's, it's called Move Strong. Um, check it out. It's yeah. super cool equipment, but he has a rig in his backyard. And so my trainer and I would train in his backyard um, on the rig doing like you know have, on the American Ninja Warrior show they have like the rings but you have to move them along the little um, oh gosh yeah I don't even know what they're called but yeah just hooks right one exactly. hook in here you gotta move yeah. it to the other hook and, oh man that looks yes. terrible but awesome but so we would do that in the backyard I mean just over and over again right until your grip is just so worn out mm -hmm. your hands are bleeding but you know it, it, it works because you're learning right. how to maneuver yourself and hold yourself um, up so that you can complete. Right. Moving. What about the, there's no climbing, I mean, I've been to it, the climbing gym here. Yeah, in, coastal climbing, yeah. Yeah, yep. over I downtown, like, right? Yeah, like, I like to go there. Um, I go there with a couple buddies from the gym occasionally. We'll go <laughs> and just work on grip strength, but that's a great way as well to work on your grip strength. Um, so I do like to incorporate that yeah. from time to time as well. I was terrible at that. I can do like a lot of pull-ups and I was terrible at climbing. It's crazy because you know, yeah. you're literally holding on with your fingertips, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so it's a completely different uh, feel because you're used to grabbing things with your entire hand. Yeah. Where that is, you're you're hooked on by your fingertips. Yeah. I was obsessed with training that for a while because I was so mad I couldn't do it. So they had a thing at the um, at CrossFit Discovery where I used to have mm -hmm. our office. They had a peg wall. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. I know. And exactly then what they you're had one of those about. things that looks kind of like like a pyramid-ish, right? That kind of shape, and it had all these different grips. So it looked like it was made for rock climbing. Like okay. you can put it above your doorway. I don't know if you've seen one of these things. You can I hang know. from it, you can do pull-ups and all these different yes, grips. I have And I was like, that. I need to get one of those just because that kind of training is just, I mean, it's very specific. It is very specific, but it is really fun. That's one of my favorite things to do on the weekend. Go there and... Yeah. I'm not good at it. I'm not going to pretend I'm good at right. it. Right. But... but yeah, yeah. Train it, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, we have a... I mean, there's... Yeah, there's a couple other gyms. Um, like, have you gone to Velocity Sports in North Charleston? Yeah. Yes, I, I was have. terrible at those things, too. I was like, I'm so good at pull-ups, but I cannot do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's weird because, you know, again, like, in these races, I see these guys who look 
so incredibly fit and you're like wow they are gonna just crush it right yeah. exactly but you know a lot of it really comes down to technique you don't you don't have to necessarily be the strongest person out there as long as you can learn the proper technique uh, yeah. for the obstacles and there's so much more that I mean I could get into but that I've learned throughout mm -hmm. you know the course of my training um yeah, look what climbers look like, right? They don't look like big, strong bodybuilding type of people, right? They're no. usually wiry. Yes. You know what I mean? Kinda like they're lanky. they're ripped, yeah, yeah. But like you know, they've got muscles, but they're not right. big per se, right? Exactly. Like in the traditional sense. Well, that's super interesting. I, mean, I love the idea of of combining those two things. I had a blast when I did this. We did like mud runs and a couple other like different kinds of runs and. Just the idea of breaking up runs is always nice too, right? Like it is, you know, yes. run a lot, and that's what soccer's like. I mean, right? Exactly. You run an average of six miles playing soccer, but it's a lot of just stop, go, sprint, jog, yep. run, stop, go, like just back and forth. So it's, it is. Um, it's yeah, interesting. it's like soccer has prepared you for Spartan races. It know? definitely yes, the running in soccer and that whole endurance part has definitely prepared me well. Um, cool. And yeah, I love the obstacles because it does break up that race. You're not running a full 14 miles uh, straight without, you know, something exciting to do. Right. Um, the, the I've always wanted to try is the, I know I'm going to say it wrong, like the, the salmon ladder. You know what I'm talking yes, about? It's like I a pull-up bar and then yes. you have to notch another one and like literally throw the pull-up bar to the next level and go. I always think you that ever looks, tried one of those? I've never tried one. I want to. I think they, they have one. so fun. Either at the Blue Ropes course in James Island. Okay. I've never been there. I've not. Yeah. Um, it's like a ropes course for like team building. They hook you in with carabiners and you're up like oh, 40 feet in there. It's really, cool. it's fun. Um, and I think they were building one when I was there. Okay. And there might be one. I think there's one at Locomotion. Um, I will need to another check CrossFit out. gym. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Often a tangent happens. Yeah, no, uh, no. Yeah. I want to try that. <laughs> so you do the first five k. Yes. And do fairly well. You trained, but you did fairly well considering, mm -hmm. right? First race. So what happens next? So after that, um, I came back to the drawing board. Came back to my trainer and said, um, "Let's keep this going. Let's like, get after it. I like this. <laughs> I, I, I like this uh, sport." Um, I want to keep doing it, but I want to get better. And so with Spartan, they have, not only do they have like different race lengths or distances that you can choose from. So uh, a 5k was a great way to start. Mm -hmm. um, but then they also have a 10k and then they have a half marathon. Um, their longest race, it's called an ultra. It's 30 miles, 60 plus obstacles. Um, so that's, is the beast the half, right? The beast is the half. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, what most people kind of ascend to. Not many people correct. do the ultra. I'm assuming. No, no, not many people. That is my goal for this year is to complete oh, really? an ultra. Okay, yes. cool. Um, I don't know how I feel about it yet, but I think it's a good, it's What's a good the limiting pinnacle. factor there? The mileage itself? I think for Just me, um, it's not so much the mileage, it's it's the 60 plus obstacles. Uh, that to me sounds exhausting. Because mm -hmm. from an upper body standpoint, Correct. right? Like you're, yes. once your grip goes, you're you know. just done. And yeah. So I don't know, again, um, how much people know about Spartan, but 
when you can't complete an obstacle, it's 30 burpees. And it's every time you can't complete an obstacle, you're doing 30 burpees. So um, that can really uh, wear you down quickly. Yeah, I like burpees, but I'm pretty abnormal in that aspect. No, I've I've taught myself to like them as well. Yeah. uh, Because everybody hates them, right? 30 doesn't seem a lot, but when you're competing against other people and you're racing, right? Like in a workout, it's different. I've never like... Yeah, tried to do burpees as fast as I can when somebody else is literally trying to chase me down. Yes, you know? well, yeah, and think about it, right? Like you've you've uh, just run up to this obstacle, you're tired, and then you use your energy to try to get through the obstacle, mm-hmm. and you fail it. So mentally, now you're kind of down on yourself, and now you got to do these thirty burpees. I so. make my son do burpees when he's bad. That's a great punishment. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. The only thing I thought about though is like I don't want him to associate like negative stuff with exercise oh true you know but i mean then again true. he's around all the time like we do uh like longer workouts like murph is what we would do murph every sunday oh, um and he comes and he runs with me so i i think it's okay i've kind of balanced back and forth but again i, I did another tangent. how old is he yeah it's like uh he's seven okay yeah, yeah, yeah and he'll do murph that's impressive yeah i mean he would he'll we've modified it obviously but he'll run the mile Still. and he'll do some like air squats and he'll pull do some pull-ups or hang from a bar that's awesome yeah and he'll do some push-ups like on a box he's gonna be a beast i think so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he um they have these have you ever heard of jocko willink no yeah that is Mm-mm. i'll have to show you um he has these books called The Warrior Kid, and okay. The Warrior Kid is he's ten, but he's run a six-minute mile, and so Liam's determined to run a six-minute mile, and so we're, he's testing it kind of every month and doing a little bit of training. So he's run like a seven twenty already. That's crazy yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, for seven years old, it's cr- it's nuts. Holy so uh, we'll see how it improves over the next couple of years. I'm Can't actually going to this. On will, him. Yeah, this will be a nice preview. I'm going to interview him on the podcast to see what I he thinks about it. nutrition, what he thinks about oh exercise. My gosh. I told him and he was so pumped. I have no idea how that's going to go. It could I go cannot wait. Really well or one. really terrible, but uh, I think it'll be a fun. I uh, cannot wait. It's be. so funny because Kids are so honest, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. And I just, I just have some like really fun questions, you know, to think like, yes. you know, what do you think exercise does to your body? I just think we'll get some really good comments. Yeah, that will be hysterical. Um, so the the obstacles, like which one, or do you know those obstacles ahead of time in every single race? You do. Okay. Um, so Spartan has they've made an effort to kind of somewhat standardize uh, each type of race. So for the 5K, you're always going to get the same obstacles in that race. Now, the order of the obstacles is mm-hmm. ever-changing, right? Sure. So you never know if you're starting out with a water obstacle or if you're starting out with the monkey bars. Um, I've noticed they like to stack a lot of upper body at the very end when you're exhausted. Makes sense, yeah. And so it makes for a very interesting race. Mm-hmm. Um but so you always know you're getting the same obstacles in that 5k you're getting the same obstacles in that 10k and the same ones in that half marathon uh it's just the way they change them up uh it's pretty strategic how they like to do it Mm -hmm. and so again it makes it very interesting and then you add you know the different terrains into the mixture so you know a lot of people may or may not like a mountain race so you add that terrain in and Mm -hmm. um, it gets interesting or some people are really great at flat races they're fast Um, so it's fun to train and kind of pick and choose uh, what you want to do as far as location and the different settings exactly how many obstacles are in a beast so the half marathon um those um i want to say it's about 35 
five obstacles. Okay. Yes. That's a lot. It is a lot. So you, like, don't run longer. Like, how long do you run at a click? No, yeah. So the most you're probably running straight, I would not even say a mile. Like, a mile would be pushing it. Okay. Um, But again, sometimes they like to stack. I noticed um, in one of the races they had stacked... It was probably about 10 obstacles in the last mile, which was brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll, like I said, strategically place them. So you're going through yeah. the water obstacle, which is a dunk wall. It's a wall you have to go under the water to get, you know. So you're getting wet. You're getting wet. So you do that like early on. You're like, please don't give me the dunk wall, like mile yes. one, right, basically. Right. Because yeah. then, you know, again. It's a soggy afternoon. <laughs> you're, you're completely just drenched the rest of the race. And. Sometimes they'll do a dunk wall and then a rope climb. <laughs> so right, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Is there Trying one that you uh, that's your wet. favorite? Like, ooh, my, this is my favorite obstacle. I know I'm gonna crush this obstacle. You know, um, it changes. It okay. changes kind of based on when what I'm working on and mm-hmm. what I'm getting better at. So do they have like a javelin throw or something in one? Oh, of them? they have the spear throw. Okay, that's what you're. Thinking I swear of. I've seen one on TV. It's been televised before, right? Like yes, they okay. will televise. Um, so the World Championship those, race yeah. and the North American Championship. They yeah. will televise those two big races. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've seen that because they were throwing. They were like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta hit the spear because I guess getting thirty dur- burpees on that one can be like, can crush you. It can. You know, because, yeah, interesting. Yes, I actually set up a spear throw in my backyard uh, to practice, because I, I raced in the world championship this past year. Oh, we're gonna talk and about that, And so, yeah. um, to practice for that, I set up a spear throw in my backyard, got some hay bales, and uh, ordered a spear off of Amazon. <laughs> Who That's knew, awesome. right? Yeah. Anybody can get a spear. Yeah, anyone can Just get a spear. Just type in spear at Amazon. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm uh, typing in a spear on Amazon. Right I know. I was this. waiting for the HOA to send me a letter or yeah, some kind of nasty yeah. crap. I mean, there's axe throwing now, so why couldn't there be spear throwing? Exactly. Like, you can drink alcohol and throw axes, so yeah, maybe it, spear throwing is the next thing. It, the next dollar. big thing. Yeah. Yes. Let's drink beer, eat pizza, and throw spears. That, that sounds, sounds fun, actually, yeah. doesn't it? No, for sure. <laughs> okay, so um, I guess we, we work our way up. So you've compete, you competed in world championships, you said last year. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So maybe let's have like how long did it take, and you know what's that trajectory like? Yeah. So so after I came off my first race, I decided, um, like I said, to kind of you know go at it harder. Um, so my trainer and I we kind of stepped it up. Um, I was doing a lot of things on my own as well uh, as far as strength training, grip training, and just even maintaining that that running. Um, so we. We stepped it up. So Spartan has different categories. Not only do they have different race lengths, but they have different categories you can compete in. So you can do um, the open category, which is for fun. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody, all shapes and sizes, it's it's Let's great. Let's just finish the race. Exactly. Yep. Everyone wants to just go out and have a good time. Yeah. No one's really being uber competitive. But you want to step it up a little and get competitive. They do have a competitive category. So when I came back after that first race, I decided I'd like to step it up and see what I can do in this competitive category. Mm -hmm. Um, One step above competitive is elite. Those are the ones that you're seeing on TV. Those are the professionals. Um, They're training all day long. Um, So I decided I was gonna compete in the competitive category. Um, I did a few more 5Ks and then I thought, you know, why not try some of these longer races, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and I noticed, I think because of my soccer background, I was actually much better in these longer races. I think my endurance from that soccer background 
just allowed me to continue on when everyone kind of exhausts their self after yeah. a certain point. You should have an engine. I mean, like, you know, I'm pretty yeah. good at running, and that's, like, inherent in my bones. Like, I cannot train. And not that I'm an amazing runner, but, like, it, I just pick it up quickly, right? Be like yeah. somebody who's Olympic lifted since the age of six. Exactly. They're just going to be better at Olympic lifting than I am and lifting heavy things. They've been doing it. Exactly. Where I've been running long distances in a soccer setting since I was For sure. three. Interesting. Yes. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so I, I tried some competitive races, um, and then to, to qualify for these larger races, which is the North American championship and the world championship. So you have to place within a certain, um, placing Mm -hmm. in a regular season race. So you need to place in the top 10. In a competitive category. In the competitive, right. Or the elite category. Um, so I had placed in the top 10. Uh, so I got an invite to the North American Championship race that was in West Virginia uh, this past summer, and it was it was great. I mean, it was fun for me. I'm mm. not saying you know everyone yeah. <laughs> would enjoy it, yeah. but um, so and within that race, you needed to place um, in the top half of your age category to make it to the World Championship. So I. Um, I did well in that race and I placed accordingly mm-hmm. and got an invite to the world championship and went out to Lake Tahoe to compete. Oh, Tahoe. I haven't been to Tahoe. I want to go to Tahoe so bad. Oh, man. Bad it it awesome. is gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I thought, why not go? You know, it's kind of like one of those things yeah. where next season I could be injured. I Maybe I can't make it next season sure. or something happens. And, you know, it's kind of one of those once in a lifetime opportunities. And mm-hmm. um, I thought, why not give it a go? So, um, yeah, it, it took a ton of training, a ton of my personal time, yeah. working a full-time job. That can be challenging, being a mom and mm-hmm. all these things. But um, I'm thankful that I have a, a good support system. They were encouraging yeah. and wanted me to just give it a good go. So That's awesome. How did that race go, if you don't mind talking about it? Yeah, about it. no, yeah. it went really well. Um, so I placed in the top 30. Um, and there were, I mean, there were thousands of people in the race. That's awesome. So um, I was happy, you mm-hmm. know, top 30 might not sound wonderful, but when I think you it, take it into consideration, yeah. um, all the, uh, you know. I mean, people had to qualify three times to get there, right? You right. had to qualify for the... Correct. The whatever, not world championship, North American, North American, and then you had to qualify again for the, so like, yeah, it's like making it, in my opinion, to like college or NFL football, like, right, kind of like the Super Bowl, yeah, you win the the Super Bowl, uh, but you're, you're playing in the, right, (laughs) playing in the, exactly, Super Bowl, whatever, yeah, Yeah, so, um, and that race, uh, that was the hardest race I've ever done, Mm -hmm. obviously, it was, you know, the Super Bowl of everything, but the elements. Uh, so I get to Tahoe. Weather was gorgeous. Yeah. The day before the race, it starts sleeting and snowing, and the temperatures just dropping, dropping, yeah. dropping. You know, and you're in the mountains, um, so you're already you're already at a higher elevation. Um, the morning of the race, <laughs> the whole big discrepancy was there was a swim portion. And not a far swim, but a swim where you're gonna get cold, you're gonna get wet, you're gonna be feeling it. And uh, it's sleeting, so it's and it's very sleeting. Cold. <laughs> and 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 they're placing the swim. It, it's at the top of the mountain, so you're only going up. Things are only getting colder. It was. How did they put a swim at the top of a mountain in the first place? Y- you know, Does the water go down. They had to like artificially put something I there. I don't know if it was. It, you know, it it wasn't a lake or it. I at first I'm thinking we're swimming in Lake Tahoe. That was not it yeah. at all. It was some little. 
I don't know if it was a man-made type of deal, but... Okay. Um, like a pond, basically. It looked like a pond. Okay. Yes. Interesting. And so they had to swim out to a buoy around it and come back. I mean, I was in the water for two minutes flat, but, you know, the temperature was 27 degrees. Um, I mean, that's so cold. It takes your breath away. Yeah. And so I had a wetsuit jacket on, um, but still, you're coming out. That wind is just, it's whipping you're trying to get warm, mm-hmm. and that was at mile four. I mean, there was still ten plus miles to go, so sure. um, trying that's to. Terrible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've never seen so many people pull out of a race for hypothermia. I yeah, think that was um, that was the scariest part of seeing how many people really truly got affected. Yeah, uh, by yeah, that putting your body to the test. I think they know that going in. Not to, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Um, Interesting. Okay. Um, so mentally, it was for me. Um, not only physically was it a tough race, but more so it was mentally trying to keep your your mind right and yeah. push yourself um, to finish it because it yeah. was so easy to quit. Right. What was the? What you say the biggest thing that you learned at the end of that race? Right. Because you learned some something probably as an athlete and as a competitor. Okay, I need to work on these weaknesses. I'm interested in that. And maybe even kind of right. what you learned probably about yourself through that race. Like, when it, anytime you do something like that, like I've run a marathon, right? Like you just learn something. So I'm yes. really curious if you came back with any takeaways. Um, again, it was, it was mentally pushing myself to the limit. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that in those moments where I wanted to quit, that I had more in the tank and it's just your mindset. You have to really dig deep. Sometimes put yourself in a dark place. Sure. Oh gosh, yeah. I um, day. But uh, it was it was more so when I came back from that race. I knew if I could do something that difficult and go through those elements and and do every you know obstacle that I did in that race, that I could probably do any race and not have anything to complain about sure because those elements were so brutal right um and so weekly this is weird but my husband's like you need you know a psychologist but a week later i was like i'm gonna go run the spartan race in atlanta and because that's um, nothing compared to what you just did exactly be like i'm running a marathon like, of course i could run a mile in a week because ex- i just ran a marathon exactly yeah so it almost like it made me really hungry to like do more because i was like okay i know i just did that really really tough mm-hmm. race now I want to go and see what I can do. Yeah. Really put myself to the limit. Yeah, Push like me. you said, you had more in the tank. More exactly. training-wise, more you were able to tap into something during the race. Like, okay, like how how deep is this well go? That's exactly right? it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I went, I raced in Atlanta. I actually ended up winning the race. Oh, which wow. was my first time ever um, being on a podium and, yeah. and winning a competitive that's heat. awesome. So um, it just kind of goes to show you that yes, you can you can do something really difficult, dig deep, and you know it does something in your mind. I, I can't even explain um, what yeah. it did in my mind, but you know to put it into words is yeah. difficult to. It's it's really interesting. I mean, we can go super nerdy, and I won't. Just kind of into pain science, but like the the simplest way you can put it, I would think, would be like. Let's just, I'm going to use very drastic terms. Let's say you got punched in the face, right? Yeah. If somebody pinches you after that, it's not going to be a big deal. Correct. Does it make sense? But like, Absolutely. if you wake up in the morning and you're like, whatever, hungover, and it's like the first thing somebody pinches you, like that's super painful. But like, it's just, if you can do something that takes everything to a 10, 
Right. Everything else can seem like a two or three. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's a big reason that I think training is so important, both physically, but like, just like you said, mentally, like, just to be able to start your day. Like, I just did the hardest thing. Did a really hard training session. Yes. My, the entire rest of my day is not going to be a big deal, right? Like, I just run a marathon. I can probably do whatever I want. Like, exactly. you know, I just did a CrossFit workout, whatever that means. And it's very individual per person, it obviously. Is. But if you can just do something that's very, very out of your comfort zone, and pushes your body to the limit and you have to tap into something that you don't really tap into regularly you know what I mean it just it does something different to your body mentally there's a lot of research coming out about how that helps depression and a lot of other um, you know mental disorders out there so it's just cool it is really cool Um, you know and you're right it's all individual and what that means to you but anytime I hear someone say you know oh I, I could never do that I'm like, no, but you can. Yeah. It's all in your, it really is all in your mind, so much of it. I mean, of course, it takes, you know, a physical, athletic training, mm-hmm. but. But your is, body is physically capable of this correct. with under the right environment and circumstances, bottom line. You can get there. You can get there. Right. Maybe not right now. If I put you, dropped you into the Lake yes. Tahoe, Tahoe <laughs> Ultra Race, yeah, you may not com- right. complete that, but could you train to the point where you could complete it? Yes, absolutely. And showing people that's that's a big deal, I think. Yeah, so that was my biggest takeaway was just that that mental edge it gave me, if you will. Um, It really kind of set the tone Mm -hmm. for what I think I can accomplish this next race season. Nice. So it's pretty much like there's no quotations here, physical weakness or like, oh, this obstacle sucks. I really need to work on my grip or I need to run faster. It's more of just like I just need to continue to work myself mentally right like how did that's the challenge right for people that are very highly competitive like self-admittedly it's why i do a lot of crossfit workouts like there's a level of uncomfortable i can go to Mm -hmm. and like my body just it doesn't do well about pushing past that right Right. we're like you um my wife is one of them there's a couple people that i know that are really um good competitors they can go to what we just call the dark place just a place where you can go and you just literally keep going you just shut it out a lot easier than other people almost i think anybody can access that but i do think some people can much easier access that yeah it's weird it's like you turn yourself off in a way yeah you don't feel it i don't know it's very bizarre um again it's hard to explain it but um it yeah it works right it I don't know. An extreme example of that, and I don't ever recommend anybody do what this guy did, but you remember that guy, um, I forget his name, he wrote the book Can't Hurt Me. Oh, I'm actually listening to that on audio right now. Are you? David Goggins. David Goggins, yeah. So he would probably be a very extreme example of somebody who can just shut out um, pain and discomfort to the point where his body can go through some pretty big trauma. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, So that might be an extreme of it, but I think we should all be able to have an environment where we're accessing that and trying to develop that skill, which is just like a skill like any other to like be be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I say that quite a bit. Yeah, he is, you're right, an extreme example of that because Mm -hmm. he has literally put himself in the most uncomfortable situations and and some of them not purposely, but some of them purposely um, to, to see how he can overcome that. Right. I mean, it's almost like sick what some yeah, things I mean, he yeah. does, but right, right. Well, you know, it, extreme. it is. Yeah. But um, I'm listening to that. It's it's a really good 
a lot of good things yeah, he it's has good, in there. It's a good book for sure. So what's on the docket for like this coming year? Like, do you have like, what are your aspirations or what are you training for now? Yeah. I'm really curious, like I what's know. next for Andrea? Um, so as I mentioned earlier, um, I am going to attempt an ultra. Um, so 30 miles, uh, 60 obstacles. Um, have that on my docket. That's kind of, you know. I've and those are the ones that are televised, right? The ultra people doing the elite ultras is what's um, typically or like. Usually, it's the elite beasts that okay. are um, the televised. But I think they they actually have a separate uh, world championship mm-hmm. for the ultra racers. So you're right. You've probably seen an ultra televised. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I mean, I've, I don't know what the mileage was. It seemed like it was a lot. Though. Yes. Yeah. Um, more than half from what they were talking about, but I only saw a little bit of it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be insane. Um, so that is on my, my docket uh, for this year. So is it like one race at a time or like, man, I want to compete and be, you know what I mean? Like some of those people were sponsored, like you make somewhat of a living off of something, like probably the right. top five, just like yes. you know, top five of <clears throat> a lot of these sports. So yes, what's, the, what's the 10 year, five year plan or do you have one? Um, you know, I'm just... I don't have a a specific plan. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I do think would be super cool at some point. So Spartan puts together uh, a pro team. And so they handpick athletes for their pro racing team. Okay. And so I would love someday to be one of their athletes that's picked to be on this pro team. And what do they do? They just like travel? They travel around. They're sponsored. Um, they travel around and do all different races and just represent Spartan. You're kind mm-hmm. of an ambassador for that company. So you and just run the races you're probably already racing. You just happen to be part yes. of the team basically, right? Absolutely. You're not competing against other teams. They're just like, hey, we're going to be yep. at these races. You're required to do these races and Correct. probably do some media and things like that. Yes. That's cool. So I think that's super cool. Um, I did just get invited to race in the elite category. Um, so you have to qualify to race in that category now. And so That I, sounds awesome. A yes, little bit intimidating too, right? Really sure. intimidating, but I'm definitely going to give one of those, you know, races a stab this coming yeah. year because why not, right? Like you're pushing, you're pushing. Um, I think making yourself uncomfortable is a good thing. You have to take it to the next step, right, if you want to keep going. There's, Absolutely. There's something I use quite a bit, like kind of iron sharpens iron, right? So, like, yes. the only way you're going to keep going is if you train or you compete against people who are better than you, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Absolutely. No. And, I mean, that goes, you know, for every, anything that you're doing. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You also don't want to be the strongest or the fastest person in the room because you want to exactly. continue to, yeah, grow. So, um, so yeah. So, ultra, uh, elite race hopefully be on that Spartan pro team, um, you know, at some point. And, um, I might step into like a fitness coach role at, at the gym. Sure. Um, so exploring some opportunities that way as well. So I'm excited. There's a lot of cool things that'll be happening coming down. So yeah, that's awesome. That's, uh, I mean, from what you've probably learned about yourself and just training and like, I mean, I just think it puts you in a unique position to, be able to help other people kind of attack that as well, right? Just the credibility there and then, you know, being able to do it yourself. Yes. Um, makes a lot more tangible for a lot of people, I think. Absolutely. I mean, we all start from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, like I said, I had kind of lost myself in that fitness realm for a little bit. Um, and so when I came back, uh, you know, I had to work for it. Yeah. You know, I couldn't do the things that I had been used to doing um, because I was essentially starting from ground zero. 
And so, like you were saying, anyone, you know, anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is fun to see uh, people work from, you know, the ground up and what they can accomplish. There's some people at the gym that are getting into some Spartan racing. And it's just, it's really fun. Everyone is excited about it. Um, It's a great community. I always meet some really cool people at these races. It's a very positive, um, you see people all shapes and sizes, Mm -hmm. all different stories and backgrounds. And uh, so it's just neat to see people's stories and kind of what their journey is. And it's inspire people along the way as well you know with I don't know I get my joy through fitness and exercise so if I can share that with others and get them inspired um that's cool that's my favorite part of it all that's awesome that's a great way to wrap it up in my opinion right there so if people want to reach out to you or learn more about you or follow your journey yes how could they do that if you don't mind just yeah they can um if they want to go on my on instagram and find me andrea og1311 okay we'll link to it in the show notes as well Yeah, yeah um i would love to share you know if people have questions or are thinking about maybe doing a Spartan race. Sure. I would love to share some training tips and tricks. Is there anybody else out around here doing that stuff, like at your They're level? Definitely. Um, I don't know about at my level. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely a lot of people that competing them. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. But no other people like trying to make it to a pro team, essentially, right? Like, I don't know about making it to a pro team. What is funny, um, just a little, you know, sidetrack, mm-hmm. uh, when I was standing at the start line at the World Championship, so Spartan always has you turn to your neighbor and wish them a good race and introduce yourself. Oh, that's yourself. really cool. So yeah. it's really cool. And so the girl that was standing next to me just so happened to be from Charleston, and she's a trainer at a, at a local gym here. So what? of all the people of the thousands I could have yeah. been standing next to at the start line at the World Championship, it was a, another huh. you know individual from Charleston. And I That's thought that cool. was super cool and just random. And so... Um, Anyhow. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. I appreciate it. Got it. What's up, everybody? Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Charleston Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, where we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.